What is going on? This is the Horseshoe Pride Podcast. It is unfiltered, unbiased Colts content. And you might know us from another podcast that we did a little way back when. But we're back, and it's Chris, Kev, Justin, and Chip, and of course, the one and only Meg Hall. Uh, yeah, I guess we decided to do this again because we're bored and <laughs> we've been uh, <laughs> we've been chopping it up via Twitter DMs for like a week and a half now. And somebody was like, you know what? We need a podcast. So here we are. What you Here got, guys? Are. What you got? Here we are. And see, this is why Meg does the intros because yeah, she's man. just way more energetic. Way more, you know, she hey, brings listen. it. And it was smooth. It was smooth, it was smooth right smooth off the cuff. I did that right off the top of my head. So, you know, thank you. I'll be here all night. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's get to it. Let's meet the crew. We're back. You know, we're back again. It's It's been a minute. It's been a minute, uh, especially long, after yeah. the season that we had. Um, it's been a while, so uh, we're in the Horseshoe Pride now, and let's meet the let's meet the crew, man. So me, of course, see Lou drop balls pod on Twitter. Um, we got Kev. Go ahead, Kev. You know, give you your Hello, spiel. Hello, what's up? It is so good to be back with this group of people. I have to say, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at kevnevic underscore. I whenever I'm not here hanging out with you guys, I host a basketball podcast Thursday nights at 9 p.m. called The Bounce. But, yeah, just find me Bite Size Sports. That's where I'll be whenever I'm not hanging out here talking Colts with these great people. But I, I'm so happy to be here. I love it. Go ahead, Meg. All right. Well, if you don't know, now you know. I am the one and only Meg Hall. Uh, I have Real Life Loose Stories. That is my personal podcast. And this hasn't come out yet, but Kev is actually going to co-host with me here. That's going to be introduced in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be super nice uh, to have somebody with me uh, just chopping it up with my guest. Uh, you can also find me on Coltswire. So that website is coltswire.usatoday.com. That's all my content and the content of our staff. Smooth. <laughs> and we got chip bennett go ahead chip what's up everybody uh hello internet with all due respect to matt pat uh you can find me everywhere at chip bennett um you can uh usually find me talking colts on twitter um trying to stay sane in the insanity that is colts twitter uh happy saint patrick's <laughs> day everybody <laughs> And we got my guy, good guy. What's up, Justin? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Uh, me, good guy, Jay. Y'all can find me on Twitter. Uh, yeah, just talking Colts, talking anything, for real. Get a good laugh in here and there, you know? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, we're back, man. You know, and, you know, we got to, since we're back, right, we got to we gotta bring back a uh, old segment, but new to Horseshoe Pride. Um, it's a segment, you know, we love to talk talk about <laughs> beef with Ballard, man. What's yes. what's going on? Yes. Beef with Ballard. We had to bring it, it back. <laughs> we had to bring it back. So, you know, what's what's y'all gripes with Ballard? What is y'all beef with Ballard this time? Because you know, um, we had our gripes last year. What is the gripes? I got now? I got one big beef with him. Go ahead and clear out some more money so we can go get uh, Lamar, man. That's the only beef. He, he dragging How did his feet, I know? Bro. How did I know that's what it was? That was going to be the dragging first his thing feet, out of your man. mouth. Let's just cut the rest of our wide receivers and cornerbacks. We, we, hey, we got rid of that. We don't need any. Just free up all the cap space. I, I know Kenny. Kenny. Kenny's my guy. He can go. Kelly. He's my guy. He can go. You know, who else? Uh, Nick Foles, we still, we still, we still haven't cut Nick Foles yet, so he can go. Oh shit, yeah, he can, he definitely can go. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, yeah. Justin's like, burn it all down. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what Foles say? It's in the wall. It's all in the wall. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I'm just waiting for your, you and Chris's push the agenda like that. I'm just waiting for those tweets to continue, like. If if on the, on the off chance that the Colts actually do pick up Lamar, like I know my entire timeline is gonna be like push the agenda. Hey, listen. Oh, all I people, know, if we get if we get Lamar, people gonna have to block me. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> listen, Miss Gina's already gonna block you. Miss Gina's hey, literally <laughs> gonna block you. <laughs> it's all love, man. Miss Gina know it's all love, but still, yeah, people gonna have to block me if we get Lamar. I'm telling you that right now. 
Hey, listen, I don't think I'm gonna be safe here. You know, if y'all don't know, I'm from Baltimore. I live in Baltimore. It's it's gonna be rough for me, boy, because. Just, just a, walk around with your Colts jersey real quick. With, we'll, with, uh, with real the proud. new number eight, you know? <laughs> you feel me? But, yeah. So here's the crazy thing, though. This is the group that usually has beef with Ballard, and I'd say as a whole, we're actually not too unhappy with the moves the Colts have made in, in the uh, the legal tampering period of free agency so far. It's kind of kind of ironic because, yeah. like, we're the ones sitting back saying Ballard's actually making some some not bad moves and not making terrible moves while the rest of Colts Twitter is Twitter is in flames. I mean, I don't know. Kev hasn't Kev hasn't talked yet, so that's to be determined. Yeah, it's now I will say I I agree with Chip for the most part. There most of what I'm upset about is really just involved in what we have let go so far. Mainly as you all know, big play Paris. I am sad to see Paris Campbell <laughs> gone Paris. <laughs> for only $3 million. That man, my man was top 10 in separation last year. He was getting open. Nobody was getting in the ball. That's very unfortunate. Um, I, I am not one who decided to uh, call May Day when the Colts decided to spend good money on a kicker. I would love to hear everyone else's opinions <laughs> on that. Um, I think it was a pretty smart, I'm torn because I thought Chase did a really good job, but at the same time, it's, it's an issue that the Colts have needed to address for a very long time. And so to have that squared away, I don't think it did anything to cripple any other moves that this team would try to make. So I, I kind of liked it. I'm going to miss Bobby Okariki very much, but again, I think we all expected that, uh, and they did manage to bring EJ back. So. I'm pretty happy with who they have brought back. I just, you know, and of course, I'm very happy for Brandon Faison going to uh, Las Vegas. Congratulations <laughs> to him. We all are. Y'all know. Y'all Congratulations know. I'm so Colts. happy. I'm so happy are. about that move right there. Y'all know that. Uh, I mean, I think. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was going to say, I'm I'm with you on that, Kev, as far as the kicker, um, bringing in Matt Gay. As soon as, as soon as the uh, Rams announced that they were releasing Matt Gay, I was like, he needs to be on the Colts interest list. Like the Colts need to be on the phone with him on Monday asking, you know, what's your price? Because yes, Matt or Chase did good last year. He he was good. But my thing is he made 83% of his field goals. Matt Gay made 93%. That's a 10% increase, which mm. that, that makes a difference, you know, in certain games. Not only that, but we were, we were, I think fourth, and field goals attempted, mm. but we were 22nd in field goals made or field goal percentage. That's mm. a problem. That is a huge problem. And the opposite for the Rams, they were they were like top five in field goal percentage and towards the bottom in field goals attempted. But Matt Gay over the past two years has been damn near automatic. So for us to and and it's not like we so this is what kills me because the way they reported it was that um oh the Colts the Colts uh, made Matt Gay the highest paid kicker in free agency ever. And so it made it seem like we just threw a bag at him. That's not the right. case. He's making the same amount as Justin Tucker. He's making the same amount as Jason Myers. It's just that this is the only kicker in NFL history that got paid that amount of money in free agency. Because all those mm. other kickers were able to stay with their teams and they got extended. <laughs> we just made the money. We just spent it in free agency. So it's not like we just... Oh, here you go, 22 million. Make you the highest paid <laughs> kicker that ever played a game. No, we didn't do that. <laughs> and even then, it make it's so much like it's so little of our salary cap. It's not even it was only like 10 million guaranteed or fully guaranteed. So it's not even a big deal with that. Like it, Colts Twitter blew that all out of proportion. I thought it was a great signing. Um we have and the only thing that does suck is that he was on our team in 2020. He was on the practice squad, and we let him go. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that sucks in this whole scenario because it probably could have been a lot less to keep him. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'll hop. I'll hop in a little bit. Um, so I'm not gonna lie; I was a little perturbed by the Matt Gay signing simply for the fact that I'm with Kev. I thought the Chase McLaughlin did good enough to at least warrant getting um, even a one or two year, you know, extension. Um, given the fact that we just watched, you know, Rodrigo Rodrigo Blankenship, like basically <laughs> tear it up and not in a great way. 
um, on games and watch, you know, McLaughlin basically be one of the highlights of the season. I'm like, okay, well, I figured he had done, you know, at least enough to get a look. Uh, So it was very surprising to see them. Like, that was one of the first moves was like, oh, boom, kicker. And I get it. Like, we've had our we've had our kicking issues, that sort of thing. But I will say it was a really nice nod to Brian Mason, who's the new special teams coordinator. You are losing a lot when you let uh, Bubba Ventrone go to go to Cleveland. So, like, some of these moves, like Tony Brown, uh, Ashton Doolin, and Matt Gay are really nice on the special team side because a lot of people don't know it, but the Colts were top 10 on the special teams unit. They were ranked eighth last season. So, you know, you that's, – that's, I mean, that's high expectations to keep in that window, keep in that wheelhouse. So that's a really nice nod there. I think there's there's not really been any move where I've just been like, oh, that's gross. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Like, there were several moves, you know, letting Bobby Okereke walk, letting Paris walk. Um, those moves, I kind of expected that, you know, once you brought Doolin back, it was going to be hard to bring Paris back, uh, you know. And then, you know, Bobby – he had a really productive season, very productive season for him, his best in a Colts uniform. So I knew that his market price was going to be really high um, and the Colts likely weren't going to be able to bring him back, but they're going to prioritize EJ speed for his ability to make sideline to sideline plays. While Bobby has the production and like the crazy amount of tackles, EJ has really good instincts. And his, while his production is not as high, I'll take him in terms of being able to make these almost game-saving plays, so to speak. Um, so I, I, there's really been nothing that they, we've done in free agency that I was like, oh no. Um, I really think my only like, my only beef has been the fact that he actually made moves early. So now people don't know how to act. Uh, <laughs> like we've been waiting for the, him to make moves early in free agency for what seven years now. Like this is year seven. And we're just now getting to the point where the Colts have made moves in the first two days of legal tampering. Like usually it's three, four weeks later and the Colts are like, oh, we signed a linebacker. (laughs) And and everyone is so excited about that because we've been watching all these other teams, you know, grab people like crazy. And the Colts always have a decent free agency period. Don't get me wrong, but it would be nice to have these quote unquote splash moves because your roster needs something, you know, you need something to grab onto. Um, so I think, yeah, now that we're actually seeing moves, people are like, what, what is this? I don't, I don't understand this. So now they're, now they're going to like the Ryan Griggson mode where they're like, oh, okay, you're making moves. Great. Go pick up this person. Go pick up that person too. And oh yeah, we need this person too. So that's probably my only real quote unquote beef right well, now, but it is early. Well, not only that, not only are people moving to like, oh, well, let's go get this person. Let's go get this person. But also, when he's he's making moves, so we asked him to make moves early, and then when he finally does it, we complain about the moves that he makes early, and that's what <laughs> that's what everybody's doing. Just now. ungrateful, yeah, very ungrateful. <laughs> uh, but Colton Evans, he did comment. He said he liked the signing, um, and somebody said at least we got Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Minshew mania, baby. <laughs> But good guy, good guy, and Chip. What did y'all think about the Matt Gay signing? How did how'd y'all feel about that one? I I think that uh, just from the season that we had with Hot Rod, that consistency is key. Even though the guy we had, Chase, was consistent. Uh, like you said, Matt Gay was what 10, 10 points higher, 10 percent more. So yeah, that that makes that makes a lot that makes a big difference actually. You know um. A lot of games we played, uh, some of them weren't close, but we could have used those three points, six points here. Um, it, it, it's it's a cool sign, and like Meg said, it ain't the big splash that that we want, that most Colts fans want, but it's it's definitely something that that uh like a building block almost. I like the franchise building philosophy that you have to try to make every position better every year. Chase earned a starting spot, but that doesn't mean that the Colts shouldn't go out and try to make him get the team better in that position, just like any other position. And if you look at what Gay has done over the last four years, when he was on our practice squad in 2020, he was called, coming off a season where he was about, a, I think, 77% uh, accurate kicker. From there, uh, in 2020, he was 87%. And the last two seasons, he's been in the mid, mid-90s. Uh, that, that's a lights up kicker. That's better than, than Justin Tucker's been over the last couple of years. Um, if we can get him at a, a market reasonable price, absolutely you go do that. So I'm I'm fine with that signing. And you look at what the Colts offense did last year, where we get stuck in no man's land 
it's a it's a major factor to know whether you can fall back on your kicker to be able to kick. Now, McLaughlin also was kind of lights out beyond 50 last year. So give give him props for that. But but I still think uh, you have to you have to go after a player like this that's available. You can get him for the right price. Yeah, and, and like you said, when you get stuck in no man's land, you gotta be able to fall back on your kicker. And while McLaughlin, McLaughlin, I keep butchering his last name, while Chase was good, yeah, while Chase was good from 50, you know, 50 plus, he doesn't have the leg that Matt has. Matt long, Matt's longest, I think, was like from 58. Chase's might have been from like 54 or something. And that's because you don't really trust him past that. But you trust Chase because he has one of those legs like Justin Tucker and Matt Bosher used to have. Like he has a leg like that. Um, Janikowski, you know, all of those kickers that have those big legs. That's what Matt has. And so you trust him from 50 and beyond. Um, so I, I personally, I love the signing. Like, I think it was a great signing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I think this might be the first beef with Ballard session we've done in, I don't know, seven months, eight months. That didn't, that wasn't us, wasn't us ranting about, uh, about Chris Ballard, but I would say that today was odd to see that there were no moves made today. And uh, after being so active, but I, I would suspect that there's more coming. I suspect that they're going to release Nick Foles here very shortly. Um, now that you've got Gardner Minshew um, in the fold, really curious to see what they do with Kenny, with uh, Ryan Kelly as well. Um, you know, uh, Destin Adams was saying, uh, I think this was maybe a day or two ago, that there are several other veteran players who could be up for trades. Um, and even mm -hmm. I tweeted out as well that there's several players who were on that cusp of having zero dead money if cut or traded um, or very low dead money if cut or traded. So I would not, I would not be shocked to see them, you know, move on from several players. There is one that I'm interested to see what happens is Mo Alley Cox. So, you know, they just gave him an extension not too long ago, but Mo has been, I mean, to be honest with you, he's been fairly underwhelming um, since then. I think really the only reason they gave him the extension was okay. Jack Doyle retired. And now we need someone to step in to be tight end one. But Mo was never that big dynamic guy. He was never the, you know, the red zone target or things like that. And by and large, I, it's my personal opinion, but if they had, if we had had a consistent offense and consistent play calling, I fully believe that Jelani Woods would have blown him out of the water for the rest of the season. Um, and I think that Drew Ogletree as well before his injury was, was headed that way. Um, so I, I would not be shocked to see Mo, you know, the next one gone as well. Um, would be interested to see if they pick up a blocking tight end either free, uh, in free agency now or if they wait to the draft and pick up one like in the later rounds. And I know the Ravens uh, got about five of them. So yeah, the Ravens <laughs> do got like five of them. Um, I know Kev had mentioned earlier about Paris Campbell, you know, not coming back. And while that does hurt a little bit, sometimes we have to think of it because I, after he signed, I saw you know all of Twitter. Chris Ballard sucks. Why he didn't bring him back? And the and this is this is what crazy was crazy because during the season we had all this trash to sling at Ballard, but now it's kind of like we've been trying to defend him during this offseason, which is absolutely nuts. But but uh, people have to realize like sometimes free agents don't want to come to Indy, like, Ooh. and and I'm not saying Indy sucks. I I went I've been to Indy like I've been to Indy once and it's great. Like I loved it when I was out there. But you got to think of it, think of it from a point of view of these people going to Indianapolis with their families and everything, and you're asking them to to play football here, be a part of this community or whatever. But there's some people that just don't. Miami, Atlanta, <laughs> California, Las Vegas are all premier destinations. Like these are all destinations people want to go to, play ball, and live in those cities. And um, so. Paris might not have wanted to come back. Also, Ballard may not have wanted him back because Frank Wright was the one that went to bat for Paris Campbell, most likely. And throughout all the health issues <laughs> through the first three seasons, um, and then he finally stayed healthy during a contract season, of course, because that's always what happens. You either have your breakout year on the contract year or you stay healthy your contract year. Um, but then you – and then also the uncert uncertainty at quarterback – you don't know what's going on at the quarterback position. So you go to New York because you know they have Daniel Jones. You know they have Saquon Barkley. You know they have all of these weapons on offense. And they went to the playoffs. <laughs> They've been mm -hmm. to the playoffs, had a little bit of success. So 
people have to think of it from that that standpoint because the money wasn't an issue. I don't think it was. It was three million dollars, like, or mm-hmm. however much it was. Like the money shouldn't have been an issue. Um, but you have to think about maybe he didn't want to come back. Maybe he didn't want to stay in Indy. Maybe he wanted to go to New York's a big market. And if you have a breakout year, if you have a breakout year this year, then you get the bag. So exactly. And that's a good point too, because you mentioned it, the inconsistency here at quarterback on when you talk about this being, we all thought it would be a one, maybe two year max. We we knew it was going to be a prove it deal for Paris. If I'm, a guy who needs to have a prove it year, I'm going to go somewhere where they know who their quarterback is. And I Mm -hmm. know who I'm working with and I have a full off season to get ready for it. And then it doesn't hurt that it's in one of the biggest markets as well, because then as Silu mentioned, if you do have that breakout, more people are going to know about it, which means you can yield a a bigger, a bigger bag in the next off season. So I get it. Um, you know, not everyone believes that the Colts are in a rebuild, but I think some players absolutely might have felt that and think that it's it's time to go try their hand somewhere else. Our, our I mean, new kicker, in fact, today said he believes that the Colts are not in a rebuild. So I, I did hear that. I did hear that, which that's funny because, you know, Chris and I have been battling for like a month and a half now about whether or not we were in a retool or a rebuild. Um, but I won't, I digress. I digress. We don't um, rebuild, no, we I, I finally, I finally came over to the side that we were rebuilding and, oh, and people, oh. but that's, that's after all of this stuff that's gone on. Like we, we, <laughs> we don't have a quarterback. We cut or we let go of Paris Campbell. Mm. We, uh, we mm. don't replace him yet. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, mm. we trade Stefan Gilmore, our corner room. I just need to bring up my receipts from that conversation we had because it hey, was like, listen. it was like, hey, we are not that far away. We just, listen, we just need man. this, this, and this. But when no, you get new information, away. when you get new information, and things change. I oh, got new okay. information, so things you know have what? changed. It, it was fine. You just come over here. I'll slide <laughs> over on the couch for you. It's fine. I've been on the "Hey, we're in a rebuild" sort of sort of mode. Um, I'll say this: I did read something today. Uh, it was a piece on um, the Athletic put out an article about Bobby O'Carrick going to the Giants. One of the things that he said was that he, you know, he agreed. He was like, "There is stability here. They have playmakers here. Like it was a big draw for him." And the thing is, we also knew that the Colts weren't going to be able to match whatever Bobby was going to go out there and get on the market. Let me say that. Um, but I could see why, you know, Paris is leaving as well. Bobby was already there. Hey, that's somebody, a familiar face I at least know. Um, the Giants are building something you can buy into the culture with Brian Dable. Like, it's a big draw there. So I really wasn't upset. And the money clearly was an issue because I think we could have we could have done something comparable to that. Um, but I think also I, I, I tweeted it out because I, I thought I was like, oh, man, that's really cheap for what he got. But I tweeted out that I thought maybe in one instance, like Paris could have wanted a multi-year deal. He could have wanted two years out of the Colts, like a, on a like, hey, an extension. And Chris Ballard could have been like, oh, no, you know, hey, I, I can I can get you like one. Um, and sometimes when people see that, they're like, oh, well, why would you just go over here for just one year? The same thing they just offered you the Colts. And a lot of the times it is, it's in a culture fit. You know, is there more advantages behind it? Like it's, again, it's not always about the money or things like that. So I, I respect it. I'm not mad at it um, at all. I think the, the next biggest things that we need to see are what are they going to do about a cornerback? Are they going to sign a right guard? Um, those are the two big ones I see, you know, come that are coming down the pipeline and we got to see what happens. And on that He's note, fine. is is Pryor still earning a paycheck? No, so, Pryor's Pryor's done. Pryor is done. He's got to go. He should have been cut. The, the, the week no, after, I think uh, he's a free agent. He's done. Like uh, we we're not bringing him back. There's no there is no way in hell Chris Ballard brings him back. <laughs> we need we need to get another edge Cheeto. Listen, I'd rather go Jonah Williams than to bring. I'd rather I go Jonah Williams than to bring Matt Pryor back. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Like when they sign uh, Samuel Ebicom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Ebukum. There you go. I'm probably saying it wrong, but all right. But when they signed Samuel, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, when they signed Samuel, I looked at that deal as okay, this is a either a really nice rotational piece or this is your starting like guy who's going to be in that Leo role. But I don't think mm-hmm. he has the he doesn't have the same production that Yannick and Gagway does, but he's way more disruptive than Yannick and Gagway is. So go look at his um. His pressures are about similar, but his disruption rate is really higher. So it's like fourteen yeah. point eight like percent, something like that. His pass rush, his pass 
rush win rate was was a lot higher too. And then yes. um also his I, I think he doesn't have the same sack production because he played less snaps. Like yeah, he got exactly. had like two hundred plus to, more snaps. Uh, yeah. Nick Bosa as well. So I mean yeah, and, the situation Sarah, Sarah says bring in Isaac uh Seamalu. And I agree. Let's go I get him. Yeah, I right agree. guard from the Philadelphia Eagles. She also said, How is everyone doing? We're good. Hey. Hanging in there, Sarah. Hey. Hanging in there, man. We're uh, yeah, trying, you know, what? this her. this is a continuation of a group chat. This is basically a group chat in visual form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what's been happening in our group chat for the past like week. I think I think we said something, I think it was like during the year. That we we get another tackle and push Braden inside to guard. I, I think that'll be, be tough. Better. And then get a and then get a either get a center in free agency or draft one. Um, I was okay. I would say draft one. I, I, I would think rather that, draft a center. I think that will solve. Hopefully, that will solve our issues on the line, which I think was the biggest problem yeah. of the year. I would say though, if you if you lean into the draft, like you got to be patient because you're going to have a whole lot of young. You're going to have a younger line there, and not to say that we yeah. can't be successful, but I would just say that you're going to have to you're going to have to see that that ability to gel like over time, yeah. right? Like we've been we've been talking about how just disjointed this line felt, and I feel mm-hmm. like if we get new like new faces on the line, which hey, it's very real, very real possibility. That yeah, you're also gonna have to be patient because you're gonna have a rookie quarterback and a very very young offensive line. So you might not have want... a rookie quarterback. <laughs> hey, Gardner Minshew said he was ready for whatever. No, Gardner is listen. Gardner is not starting. Um, we may not have a rookie quarterback because we're going to get Lamar. Um, and you, you know, know I just want to I want to bring this up really quick. Yeah, <laughs> good guy is good guy is showing it. And I you know I had to bring the tweet. Yes, I Lord. had to bring the tweet with me. Oh, oh my God. Lord. <laughs> oh my Perfection. God. All right, so for those of, you who are, those of you who are listening, what Christian splashed on the screen was his, his Microsoft Paint version of Lamar in no, a culture. No, beautiful. <laughs> it's iPhone, iPhone photo edit. That's what it is. I thought it was CGI, to be honest. I mean, Chris has been Chris has been doing these jersey swaps all week, and everyone has been like hyping him up about it. Like it started as like, I think it honestly started as a joke. It was like, hey, real, real cool. And then people started commenting on it and he's like, oh, I gotta do it. So now it's like every possible free agent that is a potential fit in the Colts, Chris has done a jersey swap on. Well, I mean, I did it last year, right? But it, it didn't really get that much attention. And now, you know, it, it's that did Lamar- Did you do it last year? I didn't see Yeah, it. Okay. I did it last year. It's Don't mind my son in the It can background. be real now. It can be real now. <laughs> That's why I was getting so much traction. <laughs> <laughs> to be real. But Look, it's, yeah. it's not crazy. Colton says, I, let's go get him. I think they go for, oh, for a quarterback in the draft, but it is not completely insane to go after after Jackson. If Jackson will come back to earth on his, his requirement for guaranteed contract for a quarterback who hasn't stayed healthy three straight seasons. If yeah, he'll be realistic with the contract he'll take, then then – Giving up two firsts for him is not a terrible decision. I don't I'm know with you, exactly Sarah. Bring me those wide receivers. I don't know exactly what his that. guarantee is, what he what, what what his number is, but I'm pretty sure somebody will reach out to him from some from some team, and we'll get a a, a glimpse of it sooner than later. You know what? You know what? I I'll say this, and I said it a lot. I do not see it happening for the simple fact of the guaranteed money. You can't, the other thing is you cannot, you cannot do what Chris Ballard has done at this quarterback position and then go out and give up two first round picks, even if that comes with Lamar Jackson. Main reason being is this, we have been on this quarterback carousel. Ooh, this looks nice. Ooh, that looks great. Like, let me see if this will work here sort of thing. And we have not forced Chris Ballard to actually draft a quarterback that's going to be the face of the franchise. So while Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal choice, and don't get me wrong, I would be all on this train if it didn't cost the money in the picks. Like, all right. But I want to see what Chris Ballard will actually do when faced with the decision to evaluate talent. Because, you know, we've talked about he's a great talent evaluator, but roster builder is where he struggled. And we're seeing that now in real time. His roster is still struggling, and we are – Seven seasons in now, we're starting the seventh season. So I want to see what he will do when faced with that decision. 
And that will tell me whether or not that he's actually serious about uh, getting off of these some of, some of these decisions that he's been very bullish about, that he didn't admit that he was bullish about until the end of season presser after the season ended in basically flames from, uh, you know, the, all of his decisions coming to life in, in one sort of season. Yeah, not, the so, not but, only but, that. Oh, go ahead, Chip. Go. Cool. Okay, so just to, just to demonstrate how irrational people are being about this, to to say that it's too much to give up two first round picks to get a quarterback plus a contract, the firestorm that erupted when Carolina gave up, they did a first round swap, they gave up another first round, they gave up two first rounds and their number one wide receiver to move up into the number one spot. And people were like, why didn't Chris Ballard do that? And those would be the That'd same be people crazy. who are saying they gave up too much to give up two number one picks to get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I don't get it. That would be a thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is true because they're like, oh, why, why didn't they do, why didn't we do that? And then in the same breath, nah, two first rounds is too, too much to give up for Lamar. But why didn't we move up to the first overall pick and give up all of these picks? Chris Ballard isn't aggressive enough. He's not aggressive. Why didn't he do this? That's too pricey for a former MVP, but I'm all in if it's an unproven college prospect. Exactly. Somebody that we have no clue is ever going to succeed. It could be the best quarterback ever who could possibly be Ryan Leaf. We don't know. These top four, we don't know what they're going to do. It could be Jamarcus Russell. He could go out there and not give a damn about his playbook. (laughs) And not do anything. We don't know. But I think let's, that let's bet Young, the farm on them. Bryce Young or CJ Stroud gonna be pissed off once they go to Carolina. They ain't gonna nobody to throw to. Well, nothing I sets mean, up well, a quarterback they, they for success moves. like having no one to throw to, you know. So that was very, very they're really setting this guy up, whoever it is. Well, I, mean, well, I'm, I, think, I'm, I think the Panthers are going full rebuild, right? Like this was full blown, like, hey, this is admitting, like, all right, blow the roster up, like we're going rebuild. But and Frank Reich is making some rebound bad decisions so far. <laughs> the, 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 the package they gave Horrible. up to move to one, then to come out and say, well, we'll consider moving back out of one. And that they're doing things because they're worried about what the Colts are going to do and yeah. knowing what kind of quarterbacks he like. It would not put it past me for, for him to go out and, and get uh, Richardson. So and I jump over Stroud or Young. I said it the other day, and I almost unraveled a space, but I said that it would not shock me, and I tweeted this too, because I said in January when, when they hired Frank Wright that it would not shock me to see the Panthers move up, which they did. And somebody was like, oh, no, they're not moving up. They're too far down. I'm like, eh, they're at nine. It's possible, right? But then I said the other thing, the other part of this was that Will Levis is a, has Frank Wright written all over him. And, and then the reports come out, no, it's CJ Stroud, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. And so I said in the space, I said, watch it be for someone like Will Levis. And this Panthers fan was in there. He's like, listen. If it's Will Levis, he's like, I he's like, I revoke my fandom. He's like, I give up. He's like, I like I'm not gonna be a Panthers fan. But I said to him, I'm like, Frank Wright likes a strong arm. He likes a guy that can be athletic, who he can manipulate. And the thing is, Will Levis fits that, CJ Stroud fits that. I mean, Anthony Richardson definitely fits that with all the big physical traits. But in my mind, I'm like, do we really trust the Panthers to make a logical decision at quarterback when they just had Sam Darnold? They had Baker Mayfield. They had PJ Walker, like, and they had Matt Corral, like, all on one, like, all at one point <laughs> within the last. You're going like, after the male months. monster, to, right? To like, be fair, that was under Matt Rule, though. Like, I mean, yes, to be fair, true, Matt Rule was true. Trash. To be, to be, <laughs> to be fair, yes. But I'm talking about they were still the same leadership there, right? Like the yeah, still yeah. the same, much of the same. Literary leadership is still now, there. Now, granted, Frank Reich has retold that coaching staff so yes there there's going to be some some new decisions there but there's still a little bit of that dissension on that franchise because they're talking about well the owner is in on Bryce Young um but you know Frank Frank like CJ Stroud so I'm like so y'all don't even know like who you're moving up like you just gave up the farm and you are not sold on who you're moving you're up for want, and right. then I read that they didn't even call the Colts because they were afraid of tipping them off that they were going to move up and I'm like just so you know Frank, uh, Chris Wright, Chris Ballard was not going to care that you were about to move up. He's going to be like, okay, cool. What do you give it up to move up? Once he heard it, he's going to be like, God bless. We're not doing that. <laughs> like, exactly. We're going to exactly. be right here. Like, it was not going to change what Chris Ballard said he was going to do. And he had just said, what, a week before at the combine? Hey, it would have to be heaven and earth, and we would have to be no doubt convinced to move up to number one. He basically had admitted right there, hey, I already called Ryan Poles. I know what the asking price is. 
uh, I need to see somebody that that is actually going to meet the asking price before I'm going to move up. Like that was shout basically out, what he was saying. Shout out to the Bears GM though. He, he yeah. <laughs> that move, and he and he got a they got the dude. Uh, was it Tremont? Tremont Edmonds? Is that was mm-hmm. that was that his name? Yeah. You know they 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 looking they looking like they 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 about to make a couple good moves. They got the the picks now, so they can pick a couple good guys. But uh, yeah. On on the flip side of that, shout out to the best GM yeah, man. <laughs> and so and the oh go ahead Chip. No, no, you. I was to take it back to the Panthers for a second, Meg. There was one word you said a lot in there that was good, and there was one word that I wanted to hang on to because I think it may be. There's one of the best words to describe Frank Reich, and that was the word afraid. Um, he, he, he was afraid to talk to the Colts about tipping them off. Another one I would use, maybe if afraid is too harsh, let's use indecisive. Uh, we're talking about it, they they sold the farm or whatever the saying is to move up to number one. First of all, as you already mentioned, you shouldn't do that. In, you don't move. You don't trade up for a position. You trade up for a guy. Like you, when you know you have your guy. You go up and do it, and you sure don't go ahead and do it and then publicly say, well, we'd be willing to trade back out of this because that, that was wild that's just – Yeah. What? That makes – no. that just signals, hey, guys, I, I'm new here. I have no idea what's going on. If you want to sell me an elevator pass, go ahead. <laughs> that was – when he when that happened – so, like, when that came out, I was like, oh, this must have been, you know, before all of this ha- – like, this must have been before the trade. Because I was like, there's no way in hell they traded up to number one overall. And it was like, oh, yeah, we're willing to trade back. Like, There's no way you just gave up all of that and then mm-hmm. said, we're willing to trade back. We don't really know who we want. And, and Chip brought this up in the in the group chat. You know, he said, <laughs> he said, this would be the perfect time for, you know, my Hogwarts outfit. You know, since we're talking about the Panthers. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Listen, so I recently, I recently I recently watched well I was playing the game first. Like I started playing the game first or whatever. Um, but I and it has nothing to do with the movies, but I recently watched the Harry Potter movies, and all I'm gonna say is they were great movies. They were absolutely they were they were wonderful. I understand the hype behind them. Um, but yeah, speaking of the Panthers, Chip said it would be perfect to bring up Cam Newton in Hogwarts. Uh AKA my character. Oh. Yeah, that, that was great. When you tweeted that out, I was like, I squinted. I was like, is that Cam? That definitely does look like Cam Newton. I'm though. like, I Listen, know Cam Newton when I see him. I was like, I was like, I'm about to have Cam Newton trending, and I ain't even mean to. <laughs> like, I, just, I just tweeted out a picture of my Hogwarts outfit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. There is a lot of uncertainty about who the Panthers would pick if they stay at one, which to me is the immediately a reason not to, to try to jump up to one when it's not obvious who you're going to pick. Um, so I, I'm kind of at a point where I see all four of these guys pretty much the same in terms of what their potential is, what their risks are, their uncertainty. Um, and I'm, I'm happy with Ballard staying put because you're, you're automatically going to get one of those four by doing nothing. But knowing that this is Ballard, if he's not enamored by any of those, what do you think of the chances that he might trade back and and take a flyer on uh, a hooker or a Bennett and and get some more picks? I'm so glad you asked. So glad you asked. Um, So I tweeted about this and actually wrote about this too, shameless plug, um, about the possibility that the Colts could, would not take a quarterback at four. So Chris Ballard has said, um, and Zach Kiefer also alluded to this earlier this week, is that the Colts kind of see this class as not necessarily being on the same uh, wavelength of, you know, Burrow or Trevor Lawrence or whatever else, right? Like they're not going to force a pick there. Now, the thing is, though, if you don't take a quarterback at four, what do you take? Well, you have this massive gaping hole now at cornerback because you traded, you just traded Stephon Gilmore. So you could go, uh, I, I wrote about how like someone like a Christian Gonzalez might tempt Ballard because he is mm. just phenomenally silky smooth athlete. Like just, yeah. Um, anybody but, watched this combine, you saw yes, like. Yes, you saw it. You saw it. <laughs> he just, woo. In and out of breaks, was just, it was like silk, dog. It was crazy. <laughs> I'll I'll this, through butter. I haven't even been looking that way because I was like, ooh. We're not even gonna be able to have him. Like I just, I just, I just immediately was like, nope, don't look, Meg, don't look. 
Uh, but I, it was hard for me not to look away. But I, I basically wrote that, like, hey, Chris Ballard could be tempted. Now, if he doesn't find anything that he likes at four, I could also see him trading back, but staying in the first round and taking someone like a Joy Porter Jr. and, mm. you know, somewhere in the mid round. Now, let me say this. You need that. You also need edge too. So there's some there's some options there that Chris Ballard could take. Um, if you don't take, again, if you don't take a quarterback at four, do you wait until back half of the first round to see if Hinton Hooker is still there? If Hooker's still on the board at 36, do you take him at 36 and roll with him there? Um, I know the Colts have have uh, interest in Hinton Hooker. They've met with him, you know that sort of thing. So I am not. I would not be shocked there, but. I think the Colts have done, I've heard more rumblings about Colts and Anthony Richardson than being high on Anthony Richardson and having Shane Steichen as someone who has worked with a multitude of quarterbacks and could, I mean, I really think that Shane Steichen could do wonders for Anthony Richardson, a la the same way that he did for Jalen Hurts. Um, it's very, it makes that pick very, very interesting. But don't be shocked if the Colts do not take a quarterback at four. Because I know how Colts Twitter is and I know how Colts Facebook is. You are going to unravel the moment oh, they're gonna he doesn't go, take, they're going to go crazy. Uh, the moment he yeah. doesn't take a quarterback, it's going to be like pitchforks and down with Ballard. He needs to be fired, and you know all these other, like I need y'all to breathe because the thing is, Ballard. If he picks a quarterback at four, he has to nail that pick. He does not yeah. have the liberty of not nailing said pick. So I just want to keep that in mind that if he doesn't see something there, he's not going to force it. Y'all know him by now. That's not his nature. He's not going to force a quarterback mm. there. So just be open that it could be something other than that. Because and there are can, suitors for that pick. Yeah, he Correct. can get yeah. value it's from that lot. pick. Yeah, Correct. I would think so. That's, that's what I was gonna say too. Like, there's for one, like what Meg said. You know, he has to hit that pick. If he doesn't hit it, you're gonna be just as mad at, at him for picking the wrong guy at four as you would if he traded back and you know built some other parts of the roster. You're gonna be just as upset. So if he doesn't nail it at four, um. Yeah, Colt Twitter is going to unravel. If he doesn't pick a quarterback at four, Colt Twitter is going to unravel. So either way, it's kind of like a lose-lose situation for Ballard. Um, but like you said, Chip, there is there is value at four. Like there's there's people want to move up to four to get whoever. And mm-hmm. I've thought about it. I've even made trades online on you know uh, my mock drafts, and you know we can move on to the mock drafts after this. But like. I've even done mock drafts online where I traded back to to the the Raiders, traded back to um, well the Panthers at that time, but they're no longer there. Um, trade back to the to the Bears if they want to move up to four because they want to take Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or whatever, however the board falls, right? Um, or whoever just wants to move up and you trade back, you get picks, which we all know Chris Ballard values picks like immensely, like he loves picks. Um, especially if you can get this year's first or this year's first round, next year's first round, maybe a second, a third, something like that. Cause four is a very valuable pick. Um, mm-hmm. So get that. You get your, you get your corner, your, your edge, your uh, receiver at one JSN perhaps. Cause we need a slot. Um, another Ohio state product, right? So <laughs> go with, with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, and then in the second round, you grab him and hook. I think, I or, think if we don't, if we don't get uh, the quarterback that we want, which I think, for the most part, I think everybody's looking for is Anthony Richardson or, or Stroud. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. It wouldn't foggle my mind if he did go back a couple picks, just to get some extra picks, you know, prior to second, yeah. third, or some picks for next year. Honestly, um, you know, on on my mock draft, I traded. I think I traded with the with the Lions, and I don't know what the hell they got, but I still wound up getting C.J. Stroud at six. But I still, I got like three or four extra picks with that. You know, so, I mean, it it wouldn't, I wouldn't go crazy, but I would be slightly upset that we didn't get a quarterback if we did trade back, but I was like, yeah, we still need a lot of other shit, too. I mean, stuff, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I think unfiltered, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Chris, I think you pointed out that the Colts are going to draft a quarterback. They're going to want to do it in the first round to get that fifth-year option on the rookie contract. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's a valid point. Uh, also, in terms of AR-15, um, I can certainly be wrong, but I, I see him as possibly the least game-ready for the NFL today 
of those four. So that that pick is a that's a project pick and a and a risk pick, and I I think um, that would be a a that would be significant if if Ballard made a pick like that. Yeah, for sure. Very out of character for him. I I think he. I think he's a project as well. I don't think he's as big a project as a lot of people say he is, but I do think like he has to sit a while, um, whether it be a year, whether it be half a season, you know, whatever that may be. Um, but once again, I think what Meg had said earlier, like with Shane Steichen, what he did with Jalen Hurts over those two years in Philly, it makes it makes me a lot more comfortable if Anthony Richardson is the pick at you know, at some point in the first round, but I do think you trade back and get Anthony Richardson. and I still don't like him at four. Like I still can't, I still can't, I couldn't take him at four, but I still say you, you trade back and you get him, and you, you get that fifth year option still, even if you get Hendon Hooker, like later in the first round, you get that fifth year option. So that way, if he does turn out to be good, then boom, you can tap, you can give him that fifth year and then work on an extension when you need to. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, we can we can go ahead and go ahead, uh, to these these mock drafts because we did do some mock drafts um, just for this episode because we're coming up <laughs> we're coming up to the draft is coming fast um, and first we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Meg first ladies oh, first okay show your, show your mock draft off um, all there right we, so I'll just explain what, what's on the, the what's on the screen so people can actually uh, hear it if you're listening to the audio version of this but. There is C.J. Stroud uh, at four, picked up Will McDonald at uh, 35, uh, Tank Dell at 79. Now, Tank Dell is, is, a, is a very unique pick because he's way smaller than your average wide receiver that Ballard would typically pick. Uh, then we got uh, LaDainian Tomlinson's uh, nephew here, um, Trey Hodges Tomlinson, there you go. Uh, Dorian Williams, linebacker out of Tulane uh, in the round five. Jacorian Bennett, whoo, love that pick. Um, Shout out to the Turks, baby. Yeah, if you watch if you watch the Senior Bowl, then that was a phenomenal, phenomenal Senior Bowl by him. He's been shooting up draft boards. Uh, I'm good Scruggs. with anyone named Bennett. <laughs> I love that. I love that, Chip. Uh, Juice Scruggs as well, really nice uh, late round value pick. And then Will Mallory for a tight end um, to end that. So really, you know, I, I wanted... you know, I love that. Hold on, man. You got to say where Will Mallory is from. You can't just say oh, Will Mallory. Oh. You got to let the, you got to let the people know where uh, Mil- okay. Will Mallory came from. Will Matter- Mallory is from the U. Um... It's all about the U, baby. <laughs> there, there you go. He's from the U. Oh, good lord! Um, I feel so disgusting doing that. All right, um, but yeah, that was my draft. And to be honest with you, I thought I was, I was, I was a little disappointed in my picks because I couldn't get some of the folks that I really wanted. But I got an A grade on my draft, so I will, I will take that. What do you guys think of my draft? That's that's. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. So I was pointing out in the chat that uh, the mocks aren't necessarily picking up, but we picked up a comp- compensatory pick from Dallas. For that, oh, yeah, uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't picked that up for that Gilly yeah. trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have three fifth round picks now, uh, for a total of nine picks. Uh, so yeah, Sarah is all Sarah. Listen, if you're not following Sarah on Twitter, please go follow her. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Small is 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 uh, the wonderful woman in the comments. She is super super knowledgeable. I had the pleasure of being in a in a couple of spaces with her. Very very knowledgeable. And she's knowledgeable on sleeper picks too. So please go give her a follow if you're not following her on Twitter. For sure, for sure. Um, so let's let's do the next one. Hold on. Who should I go to next? We're gonna go with Kev. Go ahead, Kev. Good, because I wasn't giving some of my feedback on Megs because we had some of the exact same picks. So I was <laughs> wow. I was kinda I was kind of sitting pat here, like, well, I tell you what, I love that Tomlinson pick. I like it a lot. I can tell you that much. Uh I also felt now they they gave me a grade of a on this one but like meg i kind of felt um i don't know i i was surprised by that i i will say so before this i did a mock where i traded out or i didn't take anthony at four and uh so i was surprised to for me to get an a plus for taking richardson at four that feels like an overvalue if i'm being honest with you but to have dewan jones slip to me in the second round is such a huge win um, I know Garrett Williams is more of a man-to-man corner, but at the at that point, he was the best corner on the board in this draft. And so, uh, and then we had, 
Hodges Tomlinson, who I was honestly, I was very glad to see that he rolled back to me in the fourth round because he was uh, one of the top rated quarters left in my pick in the third round. So I knew I was taking a bit of a gamble. So when he got back, I was excited about that. And then from there, we just filled holes that I know exist. So, um, you know, Ojimo, uh, and, and interior defensive lineman, Abdullah on the edge, Ricky Stromberg, uh, of course, we need a center. And then uh, Diabate is maybe not someone I would have taken in the seventh round a week ago. But now that I know what our linebacker situation is looking like, I know we might need to add a little bit of depth. So overall, I'm I'm okay with it. I felt like I obviously with the Colts, one of the good things about doing a mock for the Colts is there's a lot that we need. So there's usually always an option, right? For something to something of value to be taken at that pick. So I don't know, guys, that was the best I could do. It was my first, first solo mock of the year. Demerits for no Bennett's in that draft. Yeah. And (laughs) minus points for no Bennett's. (laughs) I like like that you doubled uh, up on uh, CB. Yeah. I like the tackle from Texas too. Oh yeah, the defensive tackle. Yeah, I like I like yeah. that one as well. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do mine. Then we're gonna get to good guys. So yeah, so um, I took AR at number four. I didn't do any trades on this one. Usually I'll trade back, trade up. You know, do a lot of different things. I've done probably over. I don't know. I've done a lot of mock drafts <laughs> over the over the past you know few months. I, I think I started my first mock draft on January 9th after we you know. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yeah, mock draft season draft started season. early. Yeah, it started early for me. Um <laughs> but I took Anthony Richardson at four, uh Will McDonald at 35, Garrett Williams at 79. Once again, we need a corner. Um and losing losing Stefan Gilmore it's a big hole to fill. So um took Garrett Williams at 79. We went Tank Dell at 106. Dorian Williams, the linebacker out of Tulane at 139, because again, we got to fill that hole at linebacker. Um, I don't really know how to say this dude's name, so I don't want to butcher it. So I apologize if I do, but uh, Fihoku, uh, the edge out of San Jose State at 163. Uh, I doubled up on edges this this draft and receivers. Ronnie Bell out of Michigan and Mohammed. Ibrahim out of Minnesota with the last pick that yes, we had Lord. My in, man. in the seventh round. Um, <laughs> if he falls that that far, pairing him with Jonathan Taylor would be really nasty. Um, I mean, I would like Tajay Spears at some point too, but, oh. you know, Muhammad Ibrahim, I can't go wrong right there. So, um, yeah, if, if we were able to get him in the seventh and pair him with JT, it's it's over with. We just can run the ball. It doesn't matter who we have at quarterback. We can just run the ball with our running backs. And even if it's Gardner Minshew, just run the RTDB, run the damn ball. Like, <laughs> that's it. Hey, speaking of that, I need that version of Q back. Like, I need that. I don't know where that Facts. version of Quentin Nelson has been, but I need that version back this season. Yeah, we, we need it back this season. He was nauseous from going like this for <laughs> every, every damn play. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I miss I miss that version of Q. Yeah. Sarah said uh Dewan Jones is amazing. Yeah. She also said she's a Big Ten girl. She's a Hawkeye fan. Hey, there we go. Big Ten. I yeah. like and then Ronnie you, Bell. Yes, Ronnie Bell's a, is a sleeper pick too. Um if you had the pleasure of watching the, the uh the senior bowl, Dewan Jones had himself a heck of a senior bowl. Um, and it was just crazy because he really didn't do a whole lot to stop folks. He just is so massive. I was about to say, when your arms people. are like, yeah, what, his arms are like two of me, like two what of wings. my arms put out wide. But he, I mean, he just had the length and the reach to keep people away from him. And he's, I mean, he is a tank of a human being that, and I, I listen, I'm not downplaying the man's skill, but it didn't look like he was sweating too much trying to keep people away from him because he just overpowered them easily. Most of the folks there. So he is going to be a stud for whoever drafts him. And as a bonus, his hometown, at least according to PFF, is Indianapolis. So get a little, little homecoming there. That'd be just absolutely fantastic. Would not be mad. Would not be mad. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if we were able. Uh, DeJuan Jones played at Georgia, uh, Wyatt. Oh, yep, yep. Played at UGA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, would, Where would I he... wouldn't be mad if we got him. 
where do you think he would play on our line? Is he going? Is he is he moving to left? Is he our left tackle? Um, no. Where where, where, right, where are we right putting tackle. him? Right, right, right tackle. tackle. Yeah, you keep you keep Bernard there. Bernard Raymond at left. We'll kick Braden inside because Braden paid right guard in college, which mm-hmm. is fine. It would be no issue for him. And you put Dewan out there at the right, and don't put anybody else out there at right tackle. Like just let him let him survive. Let him yeah. do his work. That right side would be nasty. When, when your arms are as long as a hippogriff, you can just leave them out there and just let them work. Just let them work. Hippogriff is nasty work. It's nasty work. I mean, it's, that, uh, it's about as long as that thing's wings, man. Like, yeah, his, his wingspan is yeah. crazy. What was it, like yeah. 80, 80 something inches? Something, like 85 something or crazy. something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, That's something crazy fun. like that. All you gotta do is just hug whoever's rushing. Just, just hug him. He's gonna retire yeah. from football and become the heavyweight champion in the world because he's gonna be able to box from across the ring. <laughs> I mean, so, honestly. All right, let's get to uh, good guys. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, a plus draft. Oh, yeah. He, Jay, he, I almost a did plus this plus. too. I almost went okay. back to back with the OSU lineman too. So this, a lot of us got the same folks. I like that we are all in the yeah. same kind of stratosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I traded uh, our, our, our first pick to uh, the Lions. I don't know what they want, but whatever they want, they can have it. I got an extra second for this year and next year. So our first pick is at six. Uh, I took CJ Stroud. Then I took uh, Steve Avelia from TCU to guard. Uh, the one, the what you call him, hippogriff. <laughs> uh, Luke Wilper, well, Whitepler, I believe his name is. Um, and I went all offensive line because I think we're going to get rid of of Kelly. Uh, so we need a center, we need a tackle, and somebody for depth. So I don't know which. I, I I'm guessing that. Whitebler would be the the deaf guy, but uh, uh, Dorian Williams, Jacorian Bennett, shout out to him, shout out to the Turks, Jonah Tavea, uh, inside uh, defensive tackle from San Diego State, Muhammad Ibrahim, uh, pair him up with uh, JT, and then uh, DJ Dale, another uh, defensive tackle to kind of spare uh, Grove and um. And Buck, uh, to, you know, keep them fresh some somehow, some way, so they can keep uh, getting getting to the quarterback. But yeah, I think I, I think I did a nice job. Like the like thing it. I don't like yeah, about like that it. one is is no receivers. No, nah, yeah, I don't. Mm. Mm. We must have we must have traded for uh, DeAndre Hopkins and got Odell. All right, all right. <laughs> I think, I think that's that's what I'm gonna go somebody. with. Somebody, yeah, I think we can get somebody in free agency. But I, for me, I, that that was I hit most of the stuff that we needed. Oh yeah, we yeah. If we if we got D Hop and and Odell with CJ Stroud, oh the sky's the limit. The sky is the <laughs> limit there. The sky is the limit. We we going to the Super Bowl year one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Don't, don't, don't be one of those fans. Like, don't be one of those fans. Oh, good so lord! Was, Have I was, not taught you better than this? <laughs> was that two mocks with Air Fifteen and two mocks with Stroud? Oh, yes. I think so. so far, yes. oh, yes. the big tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. oh. I think so. Uh-oh. I had a Bennett in mind too, though. You did. You definitely <laughs> get extra points for the Bennett. <laughs> I don't know. Chip, did you have one? No, I, I didn't get a chance to make one. Oh, okay. Oh, cool, cool. I'm okay. slacking. Listen, nah, we, we need that good. for next time. Chip, we gotta make, we gotta get you to make one for next time. We need the tie break. Tie. <laughs> tie break. For sure. Uh, well, see, I, I would just uh just just throw confusion into the mix and, and just draft Levis just to just to make everything. <laughs> <There> <laughs> <you go. laughs> the Mayo Monster. <laughs> Whatever Man, you do, don't to... don't trade back and take Hooker in the second. PFF will fail you for doing that. They they are not about <laughs> it. He has very you know he has some character issues. I'm I'm convinced that Will Levis has character <laughs> issues. Um, <laughs> the mayo and the coffee sounds like something that makes your stomach hurt, That's and criminal. the banana with the pill on it. It's just yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I saw the video that he said it was a joke between him and his girlfriend at first about the mayo and the coffee. Then he realized it didn't taste that bad. And so oh, Logan, no. if you follow Logan, uh, yeah, Twitter, I saw Logan. Yeah. Logan did it, and he was like, he's like, oh, it's not that bad. Then he did an update video, like maybe an hour later, and he was like, I lied. This is terrible. had the bubble guts. Yeah, he was like, oh. that suffocates me. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Yeah, it's like no. poor man's bulletproof coffee. Mm. Oh, it's bulletproof, <laughs> all right. Yeah, bulletproof yeah. for your colon. That's right. <laughs> also, I, I would like to announce that the uh, Miami Hurricanes did, in fact, beat Drake. Wow. Um, so, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Sarah dropped that in the comments for you as well, Chris. If you I didn't know. See I, it. I, I saw that. Let's yeah. go. Oh, man. The man. U is here. We might be rivals on Sunday if if yeah, I can if, take care if of I business use, against yep. Kent State, which is a bit of an if. But uh, and then we're gonna take we're gonna take I care do. of business on Sunday. Let's go. <laughs> hey man, just be, get... just be glad you didn't go against Farley Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do have to give a shout out to Kennesaw State though. They they hung in there today with Xavier. Um, if you haven't been watching Kennesaw State, they're almost one of the Cinderella stories of this season. Uh, and I really, really like them because I grew up just minutes away from that university, literally watched it being built. So I love that for them. Um, it's really cool to see something from my hometown, like actually be on TV. It's the second time I've had that pleasure. Uh, I went to Mercer for grad school. And so years ago in 2014, Mercer upset Duke in, uh, yeah. in uh, March Madness. And I remember that. And I remember picking Mercer to do that because I don't I mean I don't watch college basketball like that um and I remember doing a bracket in my office and I picked Mercer because hey I'm alumni um and everyone in the office like laughed at me and I was the only person who still had a perfect bracket after that so hey shout out to shout out to those teams <laughs> but man that's all I, that's all I had unless y'all had anything else today man I don't I don't have much else. No, I'm sad Boom couldn't join us. Uh, yeah. It feels good to be back, man. It does. Facts. It does, it facts. Does. I missed you guys. I know you missed me. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you don't have to say that loud. But I'm going to yes, say we you. Miss you, I missed you, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it's, it's been fun. I'll say this. This is really cool to, to continue the journey with you guys. Uh, I know when we started this last year, it was kind of a hodgepodge of like, hey, you like the Colts? Yeah, I like the Colts too. Cool. Like, let's talk about it. And now it's become this, this like family. So, you know, hey, yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. You keep me sane. The off season <laughs> is long. Please remember the off season is long. You're not going to know what the team's going to be like until we get to September. So yeah. let the chips fall where they're going to fall. Don't, don't freak out too much about anything that happens between now and then. Agreed. 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 Um, so you know everybody let let everybody know where y'all are you know where they can find you at. i know we did that at the beginning but it's always good to close with that too just yeah. so that way people can remember you know people forget at that hour long episode <laughs> so <laughs> let them know where they can find y'all um yeah uh it's the good guy jay on twitter i think i'm it's the good guy on everything now pretty much yeah yeah y'all can find me there but i'll be on twitter most of the time Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I am at the, like T-H-E, like the one and only, uh, <laughs> the Megan Hall on Twitter. <laughs> Same thing on, on Instagram. Uh, I'm also on TikTok, uh, Real Life Blue Stories for my podcast. Also on YouTube, Real Life Blue Stories as well. All right, I'll hop in. So I write for the last word on sports covering the NBA and college basketball. But other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Kevnevic underscore. And most of the time when I'm running my mouth, I'm doing it either here or on Bite Size Sports. So go ahead and subscribe over there because we're live multiple days throughout the week. So I, I'll spare you my, my long form pitch, but it's just so good to be back here. So I think uh, Chip is next on our uh, round oh, you- call here. You can find me everywhere on on all the socials and everywhere else. Uh, just look for Chip Bennett, except for TikTok. I refuse to get into TikTok. Sorry, Meg. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen. I only did it because I got a brand to build. So, um, and that's and isn't that isn't that what they say? That's where all the young folks are. Um, so, yep. <laughs> 
you're gonna find me on Twitter most of the time. Like ninety eight percent of the time, you're gonna find me on Twitter. I'm active there like all day long, especially trying to stay up to date with all this Colts news, which I forgot to mention. Yeah, coltswire.usatoday.com. That's where all my writing is. Uh, you know, just elevated myself just a little bit. And horseshoe pride for the rest of us. Yes, yes, of course. Does that leave me? It does. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Well. <laughs> See Lou, you know, you can find me on Twitter all the time, pretty much. Um, it's where I spend most of my days. Um, at Dropballs Pod. So, you know, find me on there. I don't really do too much Instagram. I have one, I don't really do too much on it. I have a TikTok, don't really do too much on it. Um, I need to get back active on my TikTok, especially with the you know, cult stuff, just sports stuff in general. Um, you can also check out Dropballs Podcast on any podcast platform. Just dropped a new episode today, shameless plug. Um, and all of us, you can find on horseshoepride.com. Uh, we are going to be writing, dropping podcasts, all types of stuff on there. Um, so, yeah, y'all can find us there. But that's all I had. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. It's good to be back. Hopefully, we can stay consistent with it um, and, and keep this thing going, keep writing this thing out. But hope y'all have a good weekend. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy y'all weekend. Don't drink too much. Um, you know, don't want anybody with stomach aches, uh, headaches, throwing up on the side of a toilet. You know, any of those, any of that good stuff, you know. Um, Just keep the mayo out of whatever you're drinking. In your <laughs> but that's all I have for you. It sucks that uh, Boom isn't here to give us our sign off. But uh, oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Go ahead, there we go. The Calvary's here. <laughs>